Hello and welcome to the brand new Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Tusk, also known in real life as Adam Chalk. I'm here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings on in professional wrestling, including shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, NXT, Friday Night Smackdown, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, and some indie shows as well, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Right, it's Thursday, you know what that means. That's right, I'm here for the AEW Dynamite review, and it was the go-home show for Full Gear, uh, I thought this was pretty decent for a go-home show. There were a few issues, as always. But it did get me hyped for the Full Gear pay-per-view uh, coming up on Saturday. That's right, John Moxley, it is on a Saturday. But let's go through it, shall we? Uh, the show kicked off with a big tag team match. As it was Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus Brian Danielson and Claudio Castagnoli. All four guys go at it as soon as the bell rang. Uh, both Brian and Claudio threw hammer and anvil elbows. Brian wears down Sammy, uh, locks in the Romero special. Claudio tags in and Sammy sort of makes a comeback with a drop kick, but Claudio powers him up in a really nice delayed vertical suplex while dropping to a knee, doing lunges. Uh, later, Guevara goes after Brian's eye again, following on from last week. Jericho tags in, but he and Guevara just seem more interested in taunting the fans, really. Brian unloads on Sammy and hits corner drop kicks, uh, but just before a break, Jericho nails Brian in the eye with the bat, Floyd. After a break, Brian delivers flying elbows. Uh, Claudia gets a hot tag. Big uppercuts to Jericho and a springboard uppercut for a two count. Guevara stops a big swing with a thrust kick to the face. A mad dive out onto Brian. Jericho puts on the walls of Jericho on Claudio. Uh, Brian comes back. Back on the outside and throws Sammy into a ring post. Missile drop kick to Jericho. Uh, yes kicks to Sammy. And then eventually he gets him in the label lock. Sammy manages to get to the ropes though. Uh, he then hits a cutter off the top rope after fighting on the, on the top. Uh, Jericho immediately hits a lion salt. But Claudio gets back in to break up the pin. Brian wipes out Sammy with a big dive. A big swing to Jericho by Claudio while Jericho had Floyd in his hand. Claudio takes Floyd off him and then locks him in the sharpshooter and Chris Jericho taps out. Now, I have to be honest. I don't like saying this really, but it did feel like it went too long uh, and there were points where I just started getting a little bit bored. Um, maybe it's because we've seen variations of this for, well, what seems far too long now. But 
that doesn't take away from the work because it was really decent. Um, the explosion into something and the timing of the moves great. Um, Brian Danielson's still the best, I think. Yeah, good. This uh, I didn't like Jericho getting pinned. Another champion, which we'll get to that again later, getting pinned on the show. I uh, then get a John Moxley MJF video, followed by that Darby Allen and Sting video. Then Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, Satnam Singh, and Jeff Jarrett are backstage shouting a load of stuff. Uh, <laughs> entertaining. Whatever it was. Then get the acclaimed rap video ahead of the next match. Uh, great. Funny. Uh, Caster's really good as well. But it is then Anthony Bowens versus Swerve Strickland. Billy Gunn attacks Swerve during his entrance before the bell. That means that he and Max Caster had to be sent to the back. Bowen stamps on Swerve's hand on the steps on the outside. He also hit that, I don't know what it's called, but the Omega float over famous thing that he does. Uh, Swerve, though, hangs Bowen's arm up on the ropes. Head scissors followed by a drop kick to the face. He then did a backflip dive to the outside and a punk kick to the face and throws Bowen's into the fans at ringside just before they go to a break after a break Bowen sweeps Swerve's legs off the second rope wiping him out Bowen hits big strikes and the backdrop driver for two Swerve counters into a brain buster and a drive by kick that also got two he then snaps Bowen's arm which I thought looked great he hits the double foot stomp from the top rope, but Bowens kicks out at two, so he picks him up and hits what I think they called a KML driver for the win. This was really enjoyable for me. Uh, I love Swerve as a heel, and he seems to be real, really dialed into that character at the moment. Uh, my one issue is that, once again... Like in the first match, a champion gets pinned in AEW. Um, it's happening way too often, I think. Uh, I don't know why they do it. It's, it's a bit WWE-like for me. Tony Schiavone's then in the ring when we come back after another couple of backstage in uh, segments. He brings out Samoa Joe to the ring. Uh, Joe says, you say it was shocking and unexpected what he did last week. But Wardlow kept coming out, running his mouth and ignoring the most dangerous man in the room. Uh, Joe refuses to be the victim. He says, anyone's got a problem, you know, bring it on, basically. Powerhouse Hobbs comes out and says, Wardlow's his. Wardlow's music hits. And he comes through the crowd and attacks Samoa Joe from behind. All three of them go at it. A mad brawl erupts. The locker room empties to come out and stop it all. Wardlow then does this massive dive over the top rope onto everybody. 
wiping them all out and he stands tall in the ring uh, this was okay I, I mean the the dive's amazing Wardlow's great uh, it's going to be a f I think a really fun freeway at full gear um, I wasn't that hyped for it until that dive now I think it's going to be great it should be fun anyway uh, Britt Baker then cuts a baby face like promo backstage uh, she was brilliant here if she was actually the baby face in the promo or in the program should I say I don't I don't really get what they're trying to do um, look a promo was unbelievable but she should be this big heel going up against the um, woman making a comeback in Soraya obviously so I don't know how I feel but she was great it was then um, match of the night for me as the Death Triangle defended their trios championship against AR Fox and Top Flight. There was some great athleticism on show between Phoenix and Darius Martin at the start, but it did feel way too choreographed by the end of that mini-segment. Uh, Penta and Dante come into the ring. Tornado DDT from Dante Martin, followed by a dropkick to the face. AR Fox and Pac then came into the match. Uh, Fox dodged everything and then hit a big Inziguri. He hit a roll-through cutter, a moonsault to the outside. He then goes for a senton, but Penta breaks the pin-up. Uh, there's a mad triple-team move where Top Flight just launched Pac into a cutter from AR Fox. After a break... Darius Martin hits a brain buster to pack. We then get a set of dives. Uh, Darius with a suicide dive. Dante with a springboard dive. And Fox with an inverted springboard. He then hit a splash. Uh, that got a two count. Death Triangle come back though. And the Lucha Brothers hit a fear factor. Uh... A mad dive by Phoenix and a black arrow by Pack for the win. Uh, this was awesome. I uh, couldn't keep up at times. All six men were pulling out all the stops. AR Fox is immediately over with me. Um, I'm glad he has been offered a contract. Um, he's going to do some amazing things. Some should get huge pops. Um, after the match, though, Pack cuts a promo, basically calling out the elite. We then get the match graphic to confirm the match at full gear for the Trios Championship. The elite versus Death Triangle, and quite frankly, I cannot wait. We then have Ricky Starks cutting a backstage promo on Lance Archer. That seems to be going ahead at well on rampage i thought the finals of this was on full gear so i don't know whether he's gonna have two matches on rampage or maybe one in the um the buy-in show 
whatever they call it. Zero hour, whatever AW call that. Yeah, not sure. Ethan Page then cut a promo on the way to the ring ahead of him versus Bandido. Uh, Bandido uses quickness to get the upper hand early on. There is an awesome power-up suplex from him. Stokely Halfway gets involved as the uh, they go to a break. When we come back, Bandido moonsaults off the ring post. Back in the ring, he does a twist in Torneo for a two-count. He then goes for a 21-plex, but Page hits a cutter instead. Bandido counters, and he goes edge off the top rope with a Hurricane Rana. He then pulled off a one-armed Gorilla Press, followed by a Frog Splash. That got two-count. He heads to the top rope, but Page cuts him off and does a Power Slam off the top. He then ends it with an Ego's Edge for the win. At times, this was... Good. Uh, Bandido's incredible. Uh, the thing he's, that he he does is just great. But I did feel like Paige was struggling at times to keep up. Um, even Paige is a strange one. He cuts amazing promos that make you believe, I oh, he could be a star. He looks great. But every time he wrestles, it's good. But it's not at that stage of great. Uh, I've never seen him have a great match. So he's a strange one. I think it, you know, he could get there, but he's not there yet. Then get a Soraya promo backstage where she basically says she's had enough to talk now. She just wants to fight. That's good. But again, I think the dynamics are probably wrong here. We then get Tony Storm taking on Anna Jay. Uh, Storm was all over Anna Jay until they just uh, went into a break. Most of this match happened during the break, actually. Uh, just before the break, Anna Jay did hit a backstabber. When we come back, uh, Storm hits a Lufez press. And a uh, big lariat followed by a fisherman suplex for two. J-Lo throws Storm into the ring steps. She hit a gory bomb on the floor followed by an another in the ring. She gets two count out of that. Storm then rolls through a Queen Slayer attempt and delivers a hip attack in the corner. She then locks in a Texas Cloverleaf to get the win as Anna J has to tap out. After the match, Jamie Hayter comes out and gets in the face of Tony Storm. First of all, that match is going to be great. Let's start there. Uh, Jamie Hayter versus Storm. But this one, I feel really sorry for them. Because, like I said, most of it happened during a break. Uh, they reverted back to just putting the women on just before the main event. Which... Kills the crowd, seemingly, for these women's matches. Um, and it did feel like this was just an obligatory women's match. and just had to have one on the show. Work was really good. Anna Jay, I think, is really underrated. Uh, Tony Storm's really good. I think she's had a great 
run since going to AEW. But yeah, I felt sorry for them here. John Moxley is then out to the ring alongside William Regal. He calls himself the best wrestler on the planet. He talks shit and backs it up. Uh, he's taken on all comers all over the world and goes on to say he's sick in the head because he loves to fight and he just doesn't care. He asks, who is MJF? Well, over the past few weeks, we've learned that he's a good singer. He's won one match in the past six months. He disappeared and returned wearing a Halloween mask in the worst ending of a ladder match he has ever seen. So forgive him for not shaking in his boots. Uh, you only see the version of MJF that he wants you to see, but he's a kid playing wrestler that won't live up to the hype. And then calls him, calls him out, but uh, Stokely halfway walks down the ramp. The firm then attack John Moxley and William Regal in the ring. MJF comes out and makes light work of the firm, saving Moxley and Regal. He then gets on the mic and says he didn't save him for him, but instead because he doesn't want people saying you weren't 100% when I beat you, so there's no excuses. Uh, He knows he's in for the fight of his life, but he needs that title more than he needs anything else in his life. He does his devil spiel that he does every time. John Moxley, though, rips the mic away uh, and says... He doesn't get what the people see in him, and he never did, but we will find out at full gear. And that was it, really. This, again, was okay. Um, But when both guys were talking, they talked me into the main event, which I was kind of hyped for anyway. Um, Yes, Moxley got the day of the show wrong here, but... I really don't care personally. Uh, I think and hope the firm being there was just a red herring because I don't want to see them anywhere near this at the pay-per-view. The finish needs to be MGF winning on his own or losing, whichever way. Uh, Winning preferably. And, you know, the firm were the worst part of this dispatched so easily and then they just disappeared maybe that plays into it at full gear like I said but I hope not so yeah a good dynamite show uh, as far as go home shows go Uh, good stuff in the ring I am looking forward to full gear which by the way I will be previewing tomorrow so look out for that I do want to say, though, um, before I end the show, that the crowd there was just awful, I thought. Uh, I know they didn't sell many tickets, so maybe it's not their fault exactly, but the ones that were there were just so quiet. Where have those raucous AEW fans gone? Uh, I probably can't put 100% of the blame on the fans, of course, though, because, let's face it, AW and their product hasn't exactly been hot recently, but uh, the fans do make a difference when, especially when you're watching it at home. Uh, they 
yeah, like I said, it was so quiet for this. But that is your AEW Dynamite review. And as always, you can tell us what you thought of the show through our Facebook page or on Twitter. I'm at AdamChalk8 on Twitter. I will be back tomorrow with the all-new Impact Wrestling review and a full gear preview. So until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.